Everyone welcome our new sponsor, Diet Smoke. Diet Smoke is the premier source for THC products. The team at Diet Smoke sent us gummies to enjoy while we horror and chill. My favorite are the Great Sleep Gummies. And mine are the Cherry Lime Gummies. So with a wide range of strengths and doses, Diet Smoke promises to find the perfect product for you. Whether you want something strong to unwind, a boost of energy to keep you going, or a lighter option for a mellow high, Diet Smoke has you covered. They understand everyone is different, which is why they're dedicated to helping you find the perfect product. Their customer service team will be by your side, helping you along the way. Diet Smoke has cannabis gummies, shots, and vapes, each one made to deliver the best balance of flavor and effect. So don't settle for less and join the Diet Smoke community and discover the buzz for you. Visit dietsmoke.com today and use code DFWTO for 50% off any item and enjoy your journey to cannabis bliss. Diet Smoke, your partner in finding the perfect THC products. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey guys, it's Casper and Becky from the DFWTO podcast. If you've been a longtime listener, you know how much mental health means to us. Mental health actually plays a role in many horror films, especially the final girl subgenre. Whether it's Nancy facing her nightmares and defeating Freddy, or Sydney taking out Ghostface to overcome the trauma of and avenge her mother's death. Not only are horror movies a huge comfort to Casper and I, so is putting our mental health first. And if you agree and you're searching for professional services, let BetterHelp be your guide. BetterHelp will connect you with a licensed therapist who can help you start your journey of self-awareness and discovery. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be flexible and convenient for any type of schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get yourself matched up with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Just like the final girls that triumph over evil, triumph over your trauma with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com DFWTO and save 10% off your first month when you sign up today. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash D-F-W-T-O. And remember, guys, don't, don't fuck, fuck with the original. original. Now let's get into the episode. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the DFWTO podcast. I'm your host, Casper. I am your other host, Becky Grimlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because... Wednesdays are for podcasts. All right, guys. We are officially six days away from Halloween. So excited for Halloween this year. Um, I haven't done a single damn thing for fall. Um, I know that's so fun. Besides movies, obviously, I watch movies, but I just have not had the money nor the time this year. Next year, I will go hard. But um, can't wait for Halloween next week, and we can't wait to tell you what we're bringing next week. But this week, we are going to be talking about something kind of wild. Um, this girl in Akron, Ohio, was trying to keep a secret from her mama, and because she wanted to keep it so damn bad, she killed her yeah so there's think, that <laughs> <laughs> i don't think that i like who has a secret that deep that you are willing to kill for like this wasn't even and obviously we'll get into what it was about but this in my definition wasn't even that wasn't even it wasn't even worth it in the top 50 on the list of 
secrets that you would have to kill somebody over like girlfriend this was not like i understand a secret like i slept with dad like something like that okay i saw something like that on tiktok where it was somebody stitched a video like that and the person was like that is one of those you take it to your grave you don't come on here and tell everybody like remember when we used to write things in our diary we need to bring back diaries like that tiktok is not your diary some people are treating it like that. Like, I feel like Gen Z is using TikTok like boomers use Facebook. Like, they're, they're, um, it's the accuracy for me. They're oversharing on a level that is, let's bring back diaries. Let's bring back a journal. Someone, let's bring back writing it in your notebook. Hold on, rewind. Someone, confessed to sleeping with their father on tiktok yeah and this and it was consensual and this guy i don't even know i just heard with dad something with dad and then the guy stitched it like this is this is i would kill somebody if this ever got out like this is something you take to your grave you do not come on tiktok and tell people yeah there's just a lot of there's a lot of oversharing I just too much. I did see someone post a TikTok about how her dad, stepdad, uh, found her OnlyFans. Awesome. And she figured out it was him, so she told her mom. Good for her. Her mom obviously was rightfully upset and then divorced him. Disgusting. Yes. Good. Bravo. That's what you do. She's like, imagine me finding out that that was my stepfather. But there's just also some things that like period dot you don't need to put out. I I do. I just think some people forget that the internet is the internet. And like, this isn't just some little fun, happy video you put on your page. Like this is the internet. (laughs) This is forever, everywhere. Especially on TikTok. Everyone. You don't think someone's going to find out who you are? Don't post it on TikTok. What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) The motherfuckers. Oh my God, listen, if you, I'll tell you right now, if you ever want to solve a crime, if you ever want to, like, anything, if you are in a hit and run, if you, whatever, if you take a picture of that person and post that on TikTok, that will work faster than the first 48. They will immediately be found. Yep. No problem. No they questions. will have their first, last, middle name. Their Facebook page. Uh, all of their security socials. number. Uh, <laughs> where they live. Where they work. Firstborn child. It is wild. Uh, grandparents nursing home. They will. Elementary school they went to. Literally <laughs> everything alive. Like better than the FBI. It is unbelievable. And I've seen videos of how people figure this shit out. Oh my God. And it's crazy. And it takes them like 15 minutes. They have the time, the place, and the energy. They really do. They really do. Like, don't do anything and let your face end up on TikTok. Because you will. You will. Don't act up. Don't act up in a store. Don't say a racist, racial slur. Just don't do it anyways. Well, definitely just don't do that anyway. But if you do it and you end up on TikTok. You're done. You're going to lose your job. I don't know what you. You're fine. I'm not not suggesting anything, but I'm just going to let you know what's going to happen. And it's going to be everything is going to happen to you. That that's You will wake up to your phone one day completely blown the fuck up. I remember this video, this lady going off in a nail salon and 
she was one of these like, oh, I don't care if I'm on video. Hi, like said her name and everything. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> Those are always the best because it's like, then then it comes out later like, found where you live, lost your job, lost your apartment, came and towed your car. Now you're on your TikTok crying, apologizing. Like, no, nope. Are you sorry that you did no. it or are you sorry you got caught? You're sorry you got caught. Because why are you crying? <laughs> like, Karma's a bitch. What's going on? What happened? It's the people throwing their coffees at the baristas for me. When it's made incorrectly. Oh, yeah. I... So I see I've never seen I don't know how videos. they stay calm. I would absolutely lose my job that day because I've never I would seen lose those my videos. mind. I've just I've heard of it happening to someone. I actually used to this was nine thousand years ago, and I worked with a girl. She I worked at a food place. This girl worked at when steak and shakes were still around. She worked there part-time. She came into this job that we both worked at, heated, and was like, well quit my other job, whatever, and proceeds to tell us that, like, family comes in, they were all awful kids, parents, just terrible people, uh, ordered shakes, complained the shakes took too long. When they finally come, the dad took the shake and threw the entire shake on her. And her manager literally had to jump over a table to grab her because she was going to swing on this guy. Rightfully so. And she immediately, manager grabbed her. She pushed her off of him. And she said, I quit. And threw her apron down and left. Because I'm like, I don't. At that point in my eyes, that is assault. Like, that is assault. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. There's Actually, it's a shame. So just if anybody. I love you. <laughs> just in case anybody wants to know. If somebody throws something at you or on you, by definition, by law, that is assault. So you have it within your right to defend yourself. I'm not a lawyer. This is not legal advice. I'm just telling you that. Um, I'm just saying. So, yeah, I don't, I've never seen those videos, but I'm just like, I think if I saw that happen to someone, I would swing on the person. Like, for you. I'd be like, I would... I don't want you to lose your job. <laughs> Go back. It's fine. Like, I got I'm, this. like I'm cool. Like, I have no... <laughs> like, I'm going to swing on them for you. Like, there's no way. I don't... Oh, boy. Yeah. I'm glad I've never seen anything like that. I'm glad I've never seen... If I ever saw anything like that in public, I... Boy. Mm -mm. Yeah. A lot of y'all are getting a little too bold out here. And, and it's going to... All I have to say is somebody's going to end up getting shot. Just... Just calm down. Let's let's everybody calm down. There is no coffee in this world getting your face blown off over. Like there's nothing. Okay, there's just literally nothing. Like there's nothing in this world. It's like any time that I asked, like I was on the road the other day and I was in Jungle Gems, Jingle Gems, Jingle Gems parking lot. Jingle Gems. And you know, there's a main road, and then this is most parking lots. There's a main road and then there's a parking lot. And usually the main road, you have the right of way and the people in the parking lot have to stop. That's very normal. This guy didn't stop and he wouldn't stop and almost hit me. 
I slammed on my horn. He slammed on his horn. Mind you, this guy had a massive fucking diesel truck. Yeah, it's usually how So it, it was so goddamn loud. And I was like, your dick is small. I know. But. I mean, it's so unfortunate. But. And it like. Typically. Bursted my eardrum. It hurt so. It hurt so loud. It was so loud. He. I was going a different way home. And he was following me. Oh, yeah. Like, I took some strange turns and he was going the same way. I started actually almost crying because I was like, I'm going to get shot. And that's what scares me because I was like, I'm in the right of way. I did not do anything wrong, but because I almost got hit by a fucktard who didn't know that to stop, I might get shot. And my fiance was in the car and she's trying to calm me down, and I'm like, you don't understand. I When people do shit like that, they can shoot you. They will follow you, and they can kill you. Eventually, he actually ended up going a different direction than I did. So, word of advice, if that ever happens to anyone... Go to a police station. Yeah, immediately go to the police station. Yeah. Because I've actually had that happen to me. It was a total road rage thing. Um, And, yeah, the guy was ballistic, cussing at me, all this other stuff. And uh, I pulled into a police station. Like, just, mm-hmm. there happened to be one close by. Like, if you're at a stop, immediately just get on your Google Maps and go police station. Like, and boom, just drive. If they're that bold, let them follow you into a police station and see what happens. That's the f- yep. literally first thing you do before anything else. Don't freak out. Definitely do not go home. It literally, some... Like, a young kid that happened. Mm-hmm. A guy shot him. They caught it on the ring camera. He pulled into his yeah, don't do that. way. And the guy got out of his truck and killed this kid. Got back in his truck and drove away like like he just took the trash out. Like, it was just another Tuesday. Like, it was literally no big deal. There are people out, out here... In their minds, they have nothing... They have nothing left to give. They do not care... And they are just waiting for that one thing to set them over the edge. And you could be the one. So absolutely do yeah, not don't go, home. go home. Like definitely do not go home. I, I actually, everybody. I immediately you, I wasn't driving home. I was doing a DoorDash order. That's right. We were doing DoorDash. But because of the way that I was going, if he would have followed me into a neighborhood, I would have turned around. Oh, wait. So it actually happened to me twice. When I did Instacart, it happened to me twice. When I was doing Instacart, I had to drive, I drove to a police station. And like, thank God the person was so nice because I had to like straight up tell them like, uh, there was like a road rage, in- road rage incident coming out of the grocery store and somebody was straight up following me and I did not want them to follow me to your house. And they were like, well, thank you. <laughs> and I remember the dude straight up saying like, I kind of I'm like, I wish you would because I have a gun. And I was like, bro, I don't. <laughs> You're like, I'm still in the middle of this. I'm like, I'm like good for you. <laughs> like I appreciate it second amendment whatever whatever but like bro <laughs> right you're like I'm still in the I'm middle still, <laughs> I'm still involved like anyway, no guns when I'm out when I'm around please let's not do this <laughs> like, let that be like, I'm work. just trying to give you I just want to give you groceries I'm just trying to deliver your McDonald's like let me just Upon my business. That's actually funny because it oh was my Wendy's. God. Was, it, was it Wendy's? It was Wendy's. Wendy's McDonald's. It's the same. It's the same. 
essentially. At this point. Because I was like, if I take oh, enough turns and he continues to follow me, I will. But he eventually point. stopped. Oh, God. And then you tell the like, person, like, sorry I'm late with your um, Frosty. <laughs> like, sorry your Frosty's melted. Um, somebody was literally following me. So, <laughs> anyway. Put it in the freezer. <laughs> I was trying not to make that your problem. <laughs> <laughs> Glad we can laugh about this now, but please, if you're being followed, please go to police station. That is our PSA from DFWTO. So there you Hashtag go. police station. <laughs> <laughs> so I, tonight's episode, big shout out to at Annie, Annie's right on TikTok, A-N-N-I-E-S-R-I-G-H-T. It was her TikTok that I came across that I found out about this story and I just thought, you know, anytime we can get a true crime episode that is in our home state, it's like, why not? And this one is very recent. So the crime itself actually happened in 2020, but her sentencing happened this year. Um, and just the way the TikTok was presented, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm in. I'm all about the story. Like... I want to know what happens. So we are actually going to be use, utilizing two articles tonight. One is from the U.S. Sun. The other one is from NBC News. So we're going to give some background as well as the sentencing of what happened. So the young lady's name is Sydney Powell. And she is, she's 23 years old now. So she would have been 19, 20 years old when the murder itself actually happened. So, um, the article from The Sun that I'm reading starts off, Sydney Powell is currently facing trial in the murder of her mother, Brenda, who was stabbed to death in March of 2020. Uh, the trial began on September 7th, and Sydney has pled not guilty by reason of insanity. So, this article was from September of this year. In the first days of the trial, prosecutors called Akron Police Lieutenant David Whitten the lead investigator in the case to testify. So Akron, Ohio is actually north of us in Cincinnati. While on the witness stand, Widden, W-H-I-D-D-O-N, revealed that the police department looked through the contents of Sydney's phone as part of the investigation. Most of the contents, particularly the messages, appeared to be normal conversation with Widden testified. As they reviewed more, the investigator claimed it was clear she was no longer a student at the University of Mount Union. Sydney allegedly was dismissed from the Ohio University in December of 2019 after previously being placed on academic probation. In their investigation, police have said they found no evidence of Sydney being enrolled in classes in that spring. However, the text Sydney allegedly sent to her mother appeared to suggest otherwise. You could tell by a lot of the messages that you, that you know she had not told her family that her mom wasn't aware of this, Widden explained. In one exchange dated February 25th, 2020, Brenda texted Sydney asking if she had any afternoon classes as she had received a notification from GPS tracking app Life360 that her daughter was home. Sydney allegedly responded that she did that she did not, in fact, have any afternoon classes that week as her teacher and her spouse took this week as their vacation time. So just gave us a worksheet and some work online to do while she's gone. 
so that was part so part of it was not only was sydney kicked out of school in december of 2019 and placed on academic probation she was actually i think this, this actually came from annie's video that she was in student housing i think as part of a sorority i might get i might have the sorority part part wrong but she was still living she was even still living in student housing like she was even before she was completely kicked off campus she was still trying to scam the college and like living in the basement of student house like she was trying to find a way to like still stay on campus property even though she had been suspended so this was into like january and they were like no you have to leave so that's why she was trying to like sneak home when her parents weren't there. But it's like, I don't know how you didn't think you weren't going to get caught if they had cameras. Like, you know, your parents have cameras. Like, they're going to know when you're home, when you're right. not supposed to be there, even if they're not home. So, and I mean, she made up every lie imaginable as to why she was home. And when she wasn't home, I mean, it was just everything from like going to the mall or just going anywhere that she could stay away from home. Um, so that her parents wouldn't find out that she had been kicked out. So in another exchange on that same day, so this was in February of 2020, Brenda asked her daughter, why do I always feel like you are scamming me? Just remember that you need the grades to keep your scholarships. Sydney allegedly responded, yes, I know. My grades are good. Thank you very much. So what's crazy is like throughout high school, she was a straight A student. Like she made really good grades. So this was just like, some people think that maybe it was like the pressure of like trying to keep up with this, like being perfect. Cause I remember I had a, there was a girl I knew in like maybe sixth grade who I remember got an A minus and was like sobbing. Like this girl's parents were so strict on her to have nothing but straight A's. It was insanity. And an A minus is an A. Like I just, but like I distinctly remember that because I just thought it was so strange because I just didn't understand. But then you flash forward years later and you're like, I really do think that, and I think that could be in a variety of different things, sports, whatever, but, you know, academics, whatever. But, like, I do think that that can be a touch of, now, again, this is no excuse for what she did, but I th I do think that you can pressure a child almost to the point that it's too much, that they're expected to just be perfect all mm -hmm. the time. And if they aren't perfect, then they deem that as something wrong with them. And... You know, if she was... They're not allowed to be human. Right. Basically. Right. So, uh, you know, they just think it was a variety of different things. Like, at that point that, um, you know, just something, like, started to happen with school. She just got... They didn't know if it was distracting or, or distraction. She was depressed or whatever. But she was just, like... She was just missing a lot of classes. And... Uh, you know, like the school's only going to put up with that for so much. Like there's only so much that you can do before the school is like, Bye. you know, 
you you have to do something. You know, you can't you can't just not come to class. You can't just not do your homework. Um, so seven days later, on March third, police rushed to Brenda's home after the University of Mount Mount Union police or the University of Mount Union placed a welfare call with the department. The college claimed it had contacted Sydney earlier that day due to concerns about her lack of attendance. Um, so what it actually, the story that I got was that the mom, there was a letter that came in the mail because something started to get, the father, things started to get suspicious with like the bank accounts. Like there was supposed to be money being taken out for like books and stuff. And like, there wasn't money being taken out. The dad was getting really suspicious. The mom was like, I'm going to put a call in to the school and she was like waiting for the school to call her back and the school called her back and left a voicemail and the mom was like oh great that's the school i need to call them back and that's when sydney just snapped because that's when she realized like if if my mom talks if my parents talk to the school like this is it like they're gonna find out like i've been lying this that i've been lying this whole time um and i don't know what she thought was like gonna happen but it's like that's why it just makes me, it, I wish I would have been able to find more information. Again, we might find more information later on as to like what was really going on. But it just, it's like something, something had to have been going on prior to that, that she felt so much pressure that getting kicked out of school. And here's the thing, it wasn't even like she was necessarily kicked out. She was on academic probation. Mm -hmm. So there would have been a chance that she could re-enroll it's like just what what leads up to this that this is the this is it the just seems like it's point. way too much for her to just be like keeping this one little secret to literally kill her mom right like something like you said something made her actually snap it wasn't just this secret so at the time the caller allegedly heard yelling and screaming in the background police found brenda with several stab wounds and she later succumbed to her injuries at a nearby hospital. Sydney faced two counts of murder, among other charges. Her defense attorney has claimed that the woman was suffering from undiagnosed schizophrenia at the time of the attack. Sydney's father has also pleaded with prosecutors to not pursue murder charges against her, saying, I don't know why we're doing this. Why are, <coughs> why, why are you putting murder charges on her when she murdered? I almost feel like at this point the family is in such shock. Like, I don't even know how this dad is dealing with this right now. Like, I, I just, you know. This isn't what anyone wants here. He added during the pretrial, I don't know how she can handle it. I don't know how I can handle it. I'm trying to keep my family together. That's why I just think, I think a lot of it for the dad is just like, I don't think he's able to cope with what's happening i think that like the only way he can keep it together is just believing wholeheartedly that she does have a mental disorder and that that is the only reason why she would do something like this um yeah not only did she stab her with a steak knife she also hit her over the head with a cast so she hit her over the head with the cast iron frying pan first when her mom answered the phone or got on the phone and then started stabbing her with a steak knife. But, um, yeah. So like the other thing that was crazy is like, they called back after they heard like the muffles and the screaming and everything. And the phone hung up, they called back and Sydney got on the phone and started to pretend that she was her mom 
And the school officials were like, Sydney, we know this is you. We, you know, you can we please talk to your mom? And then that's when the phone hung up again. So it's like, that's hard for me to believe that she was having hallucinations and going through this like schizophrenic break if she knew well enough after she just did that to get on the phone and pretend that she's her mom to like cover up what happened. And then also according to Annie on TikTok, her dad called because I guess somebody, <coughs> somebody from the school called her dad or I, either somebody from the school or somebody on the police force that knew her dad called her dad and her dad called her and was like, what's going on? And she's like, everything's fine. It's fine. And her dad's like, well, somebody said that they heard your mom yelling or whatever. And that's when all of a sudden she tells her dad, oh my God, somebody was trying to break in the house. And I think they hurt mom and I ran and hid. I mean, like she just kept lying after this, but like, Supposedly, she tells a doctor that she started hearing voices, and then the next thing she knows, she wakes up in the hospital. And I'm well, like, I, I just, I, I, I don't well, know. This says Akron police arrived at the home in March of 2020. They found Brenda with life-threatening cuts and wounds. They saw Sydney collapsed at the end of the family's driveway with her eyes rolled back, clawing at the asphalt to the point that her fingers bled. She was in a catatonic state, not responding to audio stimuli. Which could have been her just trying to figure out something to do to lie. Right. See, that's why I'm just like, there's so much, there, there's just been, not to say that people can't have just complete mental breakdowns, but there have been a lot of instances that we've seen and have heard of where people will completely feign um mental illness or act like you know they just went crazy or that they have no recollection of of why they did this when there's so much like i said even in this case like why would you answer the phone as your mom and why like why would you lie to your dad why would you like why why would you have to keep up all of these lies if that's what happened and you don't remember and it was all because of a psychotic break and by the time the police get there you're acting like you know you're acting like you're losing your mind and you're clawing at the ground and everything like i don't know a lot of that sounds very staged to me after the fact that's yeah that's all i'm saying so hold on. <clears throat> i was reading another article that's why i pointed that out um, she's, see, this is another thing. So like she stabbed her mom 30 times in the neck. Like my God, bruh. Hits her over the head with a cast iron throwing pan and stabs her 30 times. Like, <laughs> I don't. An Ohio woman who had been kicked out of college and flew into a murderous rage when her mother found out was sentenced to at least 15 years behind bars on Thursday. She was 23, now will be eligible for parole after serving a decade and a half in custody under the life prison term imposed by Summit County Common Pleas, George Kelly, George, what? Judge Kelly McLaughlin. <laughs> <laughs> I totally looked at the word judge and said George, it's fine. Powell hit her mother with an iron skillet and then stabbed her nearly 30 times in the neck. 
Um, I'm really sorry. There's 7,000 ads. A jury last week found her guilty of murder, assault, and tampering with evidence. She had been suspended by the University of Mount Union for poor grades, and school officials were on the phone with Brenda Powell when the fatal attack occurred. School officials called Akron police when they heard screaming on the end of the end of the line. The phone cut off at some point after, I would say, somewhere in the neighborhood of six or seven of those thudding, <coughs> those sort of thud sounds, and the screaming had continued. Associate Dean of Students Michelle Gaffney testified this month. Alarmed school officials repeatedly called the Powell home back before a woman picked up claiming to be Brenda, who is a child life specialist at Akron Children's Hospital, which was what her... Um, job actually was the voice on the other end said yes this is brenda yes this is brenda gaffney recalled it was not brenda i'm sure it was sydney both dean frazier and i looked at each other sort of shook our heads at each other and said that's not brenda he then said sydney i think this is you this is not brenda the phone went dead sydney powell wearing orange jail garments declined to make a statement in court because of her calming appeals case her defense lawyer said she said yes in a soft voice when McLaughlin the judge asked whether she wanted the court to appeal appoint an attorney to represent her for the appeal to the victim to the family and the friends I am terribly sorry for your loss here McLaughlin told the court I cannot imagine what you've been through Powell shackled at the waist cried as she was led out of court so I was able to find another article from court tv where they were actually going through the um like day by day testimony throughout the trial and one thing that was brought up was um so sydney's english teacher from high school described her as a standout student wrote a letter of recommendation for her um, but only described one incident that when she was in school, accompanied by a friend, she came to the teacher distressed, um, saying that she couldn't see the numbers, asked the teacher if she would agree to giving her another test. And the teacher said that she didn't report the incident to school officials and that that was the only time that anything like that happened with Sydney. She had never observed her observe her have any other mental health issues that she would have seen as a cause for concern to contact her parents. Um, you know, to me, that just sounded like a panic attack. Mm -hmm. Like she didn't study for the test and freaked out and the teacher agreed to let her retake the test. This was her English teacher for three years. She never experienced anything happening to her like that before or after no other incidences of mental health, nothing that she felt was concerning to report to school officials or to her parents. You know, it just kind of makes you wonder with all of that, kind of like what we were talking about earlier, maybe her parents were harping on her so bad about making sure she was, like you said, had was perfect, had no room for error and had to have straight A's and, you know, work super hard and everything. Maybe she just got to a point where she just couldn't take it anymore. So that's what... After reading this is what leads me even more to that conclusion because um, there were no risk factors that would nor that are normal predictors of violence in people. There was no history of violence with Sydney. Uh, Sydney didn't have an extreme any extreme childhood trauma. Um, 
She never had a history of substance abuse. She wasn't on drugs or anything like that. It never used any. Again, standout student in high school, all that. Um, so one doctor uh, agreed or uh, said on the witness stand rather that he thinks that what ultimately led to her psychotic break, if you if you want to call it that, was that when she was summoned to the dean's office, oh, okay, so there wasn't a sorority. She was staying at a dorm. So she was summoned to the dean's office and told that she had to vacate her dorm. So this was after she was suspended. And she was still, she even though she was suspended, she would not leave her dorm. She stayed there. And they the dean, after, you know, students had said, like, she needs to leave, the dean finally told her, you have to leave. That week after, she started having to stay at hotels to cover up for not being in school. And the doctor suggests that it was that time that she started to lose track of time and became increasingly paranoid and out of touch with reality. Well, I don't know. That paranoia could be that she didn't want to get caught. Like, of course, you're going to be paranoid because you're trying to cover your tracks because you don't want to get caught. I don't know if I would call that psychosis necessarily then again i'm not a doctor but <laughs> so um he goes on to explain that psychosis typically overcomes a person gradually and abates over time he opines that powell during moments of lucidity with tech would text friends and family to hold on to normalcy along with her thoughts she became more confused and paranoid believing that people were talking about her telling her that she was not worthy um he said that multiple tests that he administered said that she was not malingering when asked about the incident uh in which powell answered um the frantic call pretending to be her mom she states that this was a bumbling effort quote unquote uh it was clear that administrators could tell the difference between sydney and her mother brenda he also testified that sydney while in full-blown psychosis may have been so overwhelmed by the trauma that she was in a state of disassociation trying to make sense of what happened. I don't know. That, again, not a doctor, but that just kind of sounds like a reach for me. I mean, I think maybe... I do think in crimes of passion, which I think that's what you would consider this, where it's not something that was planned or... Um, it definitely wasn't something that was planned out. It definitely was, wasn't premeditated, anything like that. But, like, crimes of passion meaning, like, it just it's something that happens all of a sudden. I think that you can kind of have a break. I think there is something that just sort of, like, for a moment you're, like, out of touch with reality in the moment that you're actually committing the murder. But I think after, she knew exactly what was going on, and she was, and she freaked out. I don't know if I, and of course, trying to keep up with a lie, you're going to become more paranoid because you don't want to get caught. Right. I just don't know. There's like nothing, there's just nothing here that would even equate to her, you know, she wasn't formally diagnosed with anything until this was all after the attack. So there was no, there was nothing stating prior in high school or otherwise that she was, um, you know, that she had ever been diagnosed with 
depression, anxiety, let alone schizophrenia. Well, schizophrenia would definitely, you you would hear people talk about her having other symptoms. Like, you don't just have a psychotic break and then all of a sudden you're schizophrenic. Like, that's not how that works. I do. I feel like she got pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed to the point where she just finally broke. And then the reason that they found her catatonic and in shock was because she realized what happened and she realized what she did. And she was like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. I'm fucked now. Right. Kind of thing. Because I feel like it would be very hard for your brain to comprehend what just happened. Okay, so they go on to also state that uh, so again, no evidence prior that she had had any history of any mental illness, even though, um, she told a doctor that she started experiencing auditory hallucinations when as young as 11 years old. Um, or did she make that up? <laughs> why, why she never told her parents, why she never told a school counselor, why she never told the teacher, who knows, you know, that just. That's very strange to me. Also, they state that uh, the attack itself only lasted three and a half minutes. All of that. Wow. The hitting her over the head and stabbing her 30 times only lasted three and a half minutes. So after that three and a half minute attack, she was in present. She was in a present enough state of mind to go outside, break a window from the outside and later make up a story to cops that an intruder was to blame, used two weapons during the attack, retrieved a knife after bludgeoning her mom with a cast iron frying pan. Like, within... You're not having a total psychotic schizophrenic break when you're that obviously lucid. She knew what she was doing I mean, at knew that enough point. After doing all that to lie to the school officials and pretend that she was her mom, lie to her dad, go outside, break a window, lie to the cops, then start acting crazy. Yeah, there was just a lot. That's just, that's a lot. That just doesn't make any sense at all. So, uh, there was another, someone else did later, did testify that um so this was someone co close to the case someone that knew sydney in high school stated that there were signs that sydney did struggle to cope with stress and anxiety that while she was in high school the nurse that worked with psychiatric patients said that there were notice signs that sydney was gradually isolating herself more when she was in college but agreed with the state that the signs she exhibited was not concerning enough to tell the defendant's mother or authorities at the school. So this was the school nurse at the college said that Sydney became more isolated and a person close to Sydney in high school said that she did. Who doesn't have fucking anxiety in high school? I mean, I'm not trying to be a dickhead, but I was a ball of stress and anxiety in high school. Like, I don't... If you weren't, did you go to high school? <laughs> like, I don't... I, wasn't that, like, everybody's high school I was homeschooled, and I had stress and anxiety, okay? I didn't even go to school. I mean, literally, hormones alone, trauma, family issues, high school, like, all of it. Like, how are you not stressed and anxious those whole years? Like, what? What are you on? <laughs> That just, yeah, 
I just, I just, I feel like overall, and again, like I'm not trying to make light of the matter, but I feel like everything just keeps going back to, oh, okay, this is what it was. On that same day that her, that the murder happened, that her parents, um, so she was kicked out in December, state, so she was suspended, she was suspended from classes in September, in December. She started, she was kicked out of the dorm and she based, she managed to stay at the dorm for a whole nother month after that, before they finally told her she had to leave. She starts looking for hotels in late February. She was paying in cash to avoid going home when she finally uh, ran out of cash. Um, it was when she was sneaking around and staying at the house and her parents, you know, her mom was figuring out, catching her on the, you know, security camera and everything. And then the same day that everything happened, her dad couldn't access the portal to pay her tuition. That's what happened with the whole bank stuff is that when it came time for that was supposed to be the next semester where her dad would have been paying the next semester's tuition, all of a sudden he can't access to pay the tuition. So not only was that like, okay, what's going on? Dad confronted her. And she's like, still lying. No big deal. Mom's like, well, I'll just call the school. We'll, we'll settle this. I'll just call the school. Okay. <laughs> well, then we see what happens. You shouldn't have wanted to call the school? After that. Like, yeah, it was basically Mom's fault. No. Um, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I mean, that just, it, it's, it, it feels to me like more and more and more, this is adding up to her something must have been going on something must have been going on where she was feeling and possibly had been feeling an intense amount of pressure for a long time to be this like perfect kid perfect student i definitely feel like that is very plausible and i feel like that can cause anybody to just finally just basically just kind of have a mental breakdown mm -hmm. you know Obviously, there's people that's had mental breakdowns that don't kill, but at the same time, it's almost kind of like you, it's like she probably, oh my God, pardon. It's like she blacked out and just went into a rage and only saw red and then came to and was like, oh shit, oh fuck. And then exactly was just trying to lie <clears throat> her way out of it. But at that point, I don't think you can. <laughs> I think you're, I think you're, you're done. So here's another, um, just again, one more quick thing to give some more background. This is again from the court testimony uh, from courttv.com. Uh, a friend of Sydney's, this was one of her roommates at the dorm. They had been friends since high school. Um, so she knew her very well. She described Sydney as being social, charismatic, bubbly, didn't notice anything amiss to her except that uh, Sydney's key card didn't work all of a sudden and that she had noticed that she had really poor academic performance after it was recommended that um, she needed a mentor. Uh, otherwise, she said for the most part that Sydney was doing well during summer, summer break between freshman and sophomore year. Uh, they spent time together. They went to the mall, did normal things. So that late February, Sydney told her that she would be moving away from campus and taking a break to, to figure some things out. 
Um, the roommate said that, and friend from high school said that she didn't see her again until March 2nd when Sydney went to a sorority party and observed that nothing was amiss. Sydney was her normal self. She didn't notice anything like blackouts. Um, the only thing that she mentioned, which again had been mentioned before, that during high school she did have a lot of stress and anxiety and that it seemed to get worse once college started, um, did make a point to say that Sydney studied hard and that she never drank or partied or did drugs while she was in college, that she was overall a pretty normal student. So there's like, there's nothing pointing to her having a history of schizo, like schizoaffective disorder, having any history. And, and normally symptoms like that will start to happen around age 11 or 12. Um, according to her, she said at age 11, she was having auditory hallucinations you know who knows if who knows if that is a case that is that is a symptom um but it's it's rare that even that young and as schizoaffective disorder develops that anybody reacts violently it's very rare that 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 ever happens it's not to say that it doesn't happen with people that are schizophrenic right or have a schizophrenic break it's not to say that it doesn't happen it's just a rarity that it happens and for it to be triggered and usually it has to be triggered what was happening wouldn't have there I don't have feel like there's build, a trigger to there. build up to that yeah like case in point you know and I, I hate to use this as, as an example but as far as like young kids and a young child that was diagnosed with schizophrenia the slender man case mm -hmm. uh you know this little this child truly believed that slender man was real because she was diagnosed schizophrenic it was passed down genetically her dad was also schizophrenic and she was having very real auditory and visual hallucinations of hearing and seeing Slender Man and being mm -hmm. compelled to kill her classmate, which she didn't kill her, but she did, you know, obviously attempted murder, hurt the young lady. But um, yeah, I mean, she was, that had been something that had been pushed and triggered for a long built time. It was, it was building. This was something that was building up. So it wasn't like, like in this instance with Sydney, where all of a sudden it just happened. It, yeah. Um, I think this kid was just feeling a lot of pressure. It just sounds to me like she didn't even want to. It sounds to me like she didn't even want to go to college. Like if she just would have been honest and told her parents, like, listen, I, I have, I have anxiety and I have depression. And I've been battling it with a long for a long time. And I, I really don't think I want to go to college right now. I think I want to focus on my mental health. It just, it doesn't sound to me, you know, her mom worked at a hospital. She had a really great relationship with her dad. She had a really great relationship with her grandparents. She would spend summers with them. Um, friends, coworkers, family all said that her and her mom were really close. They had a great relationship. So there's just not a lot adding up to... Sydney hating her parent like there's there's nothing this is just one of those cases that it's like nothing is adding up there's no childhood trauma there's no abuse there's no drugs she got along with everybody she was great in school she had a great personality she had friends teachers loved her all these things but what was it's going just, on under the surface that she didn't tell anybody that's what it sounds like is that Sydney I'm telling you right now, guys, there are internal demons that people can have 
that they just, especially if you feel like you have to be the perfect child. Mm-hmm. If you feel like you have to be a perfect she an only child? I think she was. Because there's, I'm not finding anything, you know, that, that can play a big role too. Mm-hmm. I'm not finding anything with siblings. Nothing's being mentioned with siblings. I, I didn't I see didn't anything either. It just testimony. made me wonder. Um, no, nothing saying that she had Because if she's an only child, that could definitely be a parent really pushing really pushing perfection yeah. that you have to be this perfect child because it's almost like some parents want to live through their kids and then they kind of just force force what they want on their children when their children don't want it you know i definitely don't think sydney wanted to kill her mother i definitely don't think that's something that she wanted to do this definitely wasn't premeditated she didn't plan on it i definitely don't think that she wanted to kill her mom i definitely think this was a complete mental break i think she felt very pressured to be a perfect child and i think she felt the pressure academically um and when she failed out of school, I think she felt like an overall failure. And I think the having to admit failure to a lot of people is like a death sentence. They just think they can't deal with it. And as close as she was to her parents, I think that she just felt like, you know, I'd rather do anything than tell my parents I failed. And it just finally all those years of that just caught up and she just snapped. But I definitely don't think she wanted to kill her mother. I definitely I'm, don't think that that was something that she wanted to do. I definitely, I her reactions in the remorseful. Her reactions in the videos and stuff that I've seen, she is she's very yeah. upset. And it's very, it's not faked. Like you can usually tell when it's faked. And I, I feel like that's pretty real. I think once she felt like, it happened and she lied. She just had to keep lying, which is understandable both times, you know, lying about school, lying after the fact of the murder. I think that, you know, you just kept lying to keep up with the lie. I wouldn't necessarily call that a mental illness. I would just say that, you know, that's when you kind of go into protection mode and you just don't know anything else but to do is like, you've already lied. You got to keep not to mention you're 19 fucking years old. Yeah. You're you know, a literal child. So your brain isn't even fully developed. Um, I feel really sorry for the whole situation. Yeah. I feel sorry for Sydney. I feel sorry for any kid. Again, I go back to that that girl I, you know, fifth grade, like, makes me wonder, like, what the fuck ever happened to that kid? You know, because mm-hmm. it's like, God, if you're sobbing over an A minus, B plus, whatever, because, you know, if you're not bringing home straight A's, you're, you're nothing. That is a pressure that I just... I've had a lot of traumas in life. That's one from my childhood. I am so glad I didn't have to deal. I I didn't have that. Um, But you see it all the time. You still see it where these parents just, they want that, you know, like you have to be the best. Don't even get me started on sports the way some of these parents act with their kids. Jesus Christ. Refs and coaches having to kick the fucking parents out because they're acting a fool. It's like, these are children. Hmm. It's these parents that want Sorry to... you didn't make it in the NFL, but um, you know, this is like peewee football. They're they're twelve, like the fuck, sir. <laughs> it's like I said, these parents wanting to live through their That's children exactly what it is. Forcing their kids to do things they don't even want to do. It's exactly. You know those what it fucking is. movies? This is your dream. It's exactly not mine. That's mm. real. That's a legit thing. Parents wanna didn't get what they wanted, so they're like, Well, I'm gonna force basically 
force my kid to do it, but make them think that it's their idea. Mm -hmm. It's manipulation and it's fucking finest. Mm -hmm. And it's disgusting. And that will catch up. It catches up. Like, you know, my dad, one night he goes, I need to talk to you. Uh, what do you want to do about college? And I was like, I don't want to go. And he's like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, I don't want to go. And he goes, well, I was having you sit down to talk about finance options if you wanted to go and where you wanted to go. But this conversation went much faster than I thought it would. So, okay, sounds great. And that was the end of it. Yeah. And I'm so grateful that I had a, a parent... I mean, my mom did never talk to me about it, but I'm so grateful I had a parent that was like, do you want to go? I said no, and he's like, cool. I just don't think any parent should force any kid into doing anything. My parents never did. My parents were cool about college, never, but not religion. Right. I don't it's what I'm fine. saying. Like, I never, <laughs> I, you know, neither one of my parents ever pushed religion. They never pushed college. They never, you know, uh, <laughs> Here were the rules. Graduate high school. Don't get preg Don't end up pregnant. Don't go to jail. And I did all three. So I I kept my end of the bargain. No kids. No get. No jail. I got a high school diploma. My parents <laughs> almost said, forty years on this planet, and I I've made it. You know, my parents, that jail thing. I keep having to give it to Jesus. So hopefully that won't happen. But like, some people be testing me. Um, but only, yeah, the no. only thing that stops me from doing a lot of things yeah. is prison. To be honest, that's what it is. It really is. It's I not even go, I gotta go ooh, anymore. I gotta go. Ooh, prison. No, it's definitely. Oh, no, it's definitely not. Not anymore. Anyways, no, not anymore. That 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 ship. <laughs> Long time ago, that's been gone. Now it's just I gotta go. Ooh, ooh, prison. Ooh, no. Reel it in. Mm -hmm. Reel it in. I would not survive. I would not survive. I'm not the one. Can't do it. Reel it back. I would 100% be Piper Chapman Reel in a jail situation. Reel it back. Um, Ow. But yeah, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> but guys, that's all we have for tonight. Um, that was a very interesting one I, because I am. I'm so glad we talked about this. It's this one, one of those like, ones where it's like this you is do... one of these true crime ones that we talked about. Usually, they're so cut and dry. Where we're like, yep, the person was an asshole. They were horrible. I feel sorry for about the victims. Anyway, done with the episode. Like, usually they're so cut and dry when we have these true crime episodes. But this was one where I was like, wow, this is, I I don't know how to think after this. Um, R.I.P. to Brenda Powell. She did not deserve this. Um, Sydney Powell, honey. We hope you're okay for the next however many years you're in prison. That's that is I just feel awful. Like my prayers are to the years, my prayers are to the dad. Oh my! I goodness. feel like 15 years to life is a lot. I hope she gets out in 10 for good behavior. We can only hope. Because you got people that are out here raping mur serial rapists, serial murderers, don't and they get like 30 even, days. So you know, there's oh, that. Oh my God! Don't get me started. Do but they're all white men. So anyway, oh, I mean, um, <laughs> typically yes, or just men. They're just men, just men, just out here raping babies or raping unconscious women behind dumpsters, and <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> it's okay. Get us a little slap on the oh wrist. Oh my god! But I mean, even if at the end of the day we all don't agree that this was schizophrenia, 
Sydney definitely did not mean to do this. And I feel really, really, really sorry for that. 19, you are a baby. I feel And it's so sad that child. you're awful. Something happens. She definitely like this. deserves to be punished, but I yeah. hope I pray it's not life. I hope I hope she gets ten I hope at least a good decade, good behavior. She'll be in her thirties. She'll still have a chance at life. Hopefully her dad will be still be alive and she'll be able to reconnect with him and have family and be able to, you know, have a life. But for her to spend the rest of her life in prison for this, I I don't know. I, I, I don't agree personally with don't agree with that. I don't. Not when I look at, again, do not get me started when it comes to... You got like 20... So many other people extra, should be spending life in prison right 20 now. 20 extra grams of weed, for, so you're going to be in prison for life for that? Oh my god. Oh, not even that. Like a joint. Right. There's like literally a man in prison for life for a joint right now. But we... Like, Anyways, oh my god. So, but yeah, prayers to Sydney Powell and that whole family. I feel so bad for her father. Um, but yeah, that's just my opinion on it. I don't think she should spend life in prison. I don't either. Um, we'd love to know what you guys think. Please let us know. Email. Drop a DM. Um, but we hope you enjoyed that Slide story. The we hope we get more information in the future. Yeah. I really hope that She might end up Sydney speaking out decides, when she's yeah. able to, like, process everything and that does happen. Get to a point. She might be able to be like, okay, I want to talk. And yeah. Maybe we can see where her mind was. That does. All of that. that does happen. Where Kind of like what's her face is doing right now. Oh, what's her fucking name? Did you hear about Susan Smith? Because we did that episode about the mothers that killed. She was the one that blamed it on a black ma- black men carjacked and killed oh, yeah. two kids. And she's the one that actually did it. And, uh. All of a sudden, now she's speaking out. And she's in a life sentence, but she wrote a letter to a reporter that the whole story didn't get out. Um, She wasn't... Because I think that's even something that we might have said in that episode, that she was seeing a man and that she cheated on her husband. And that's why she wanted... And she said in this letter that that was not true, that she just had severe postpartum. She was very depressed. She was suicidal. Her plan was that she was going to kill herself and her kids, which I do remember that came out. Mm -hmm. But I guess she was going to she was going to drown all three of them together, but like she jumped out of the car at the last minute and the kids died. Um, she was just saying that there's more to the story, but now all of a sudden she's speaking out. So I don't, I don't know, but that does happen. Hopefully yeah. at some point Sydney will get there. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that happened during a trial too, where, you know, lawyers may have told her not to testify there's a lot of there's well a lot that's of what it said they yeah her, because a lot of times fuck up her appeal. exactly a lot of times lawyers will flat out tell you don't say anything anything could completely screw up any chances of you being able to not only have a fair trial but have any possibility of getting out at some point because she does have appeals and and whatnot so but yeah this was a crazy case to talk about. Yeah, but... it was. Well, guys, um, since we had earlier in the episode we talked about next week uh, being Halloween, we have actually not had a discussion about this. We've kind of trickled it in episodes here and there, but we haven't had a full episode to talk about it. We are going to talk about the movies that truly scared us or creeped us out. Um, It's a very small handful for the both of us, but... There have been some that have actually 
genuinely scared the shit out of me. This so. will be a good time too. This will be Halloween time. Good time to talk about it. I've been seeing a lot of creators on TikTok talking about, uh, you know, dropping top 10 movies. I know there's one in particular to talk about because I guess there was a poll done based on like heart rate mm-hmm. and stress level and stress level of what really scared people. I have not seen it yet, but I've heard it's very polarizing. Apparently Skinamarink made it in the top five of that. You didn't get and my I TikTok message, did you? I sent it to you and I was like, Skinamarink. Yeah, that one. I you said Skinamarink in this list you is did. bullshit. You did. And see, I haven't <laughs> seen it yet, but then, but not only you, I keep hearing that a lot. I, you know what I keep hearing the most about Skinamarink, which is really turning me off from seeing it, is that people kept saying, I was so confused beginning, middle, and end of this entire movie. I was so confused. I wasn't scared. I wasn't creeped out. Right. I was thoroughly confused. And I'm like, that will well, frustrate going, the shit out of me. This is the entire film. Because the trailer makes it look terrifying. It the whole film is different camera angles and children randomly saying shit you've already scared me and they're looking for their and they're looking for their parents the whole time basically the person the person who created this wanted to truly make the audience know what it felt like to be a kid who lost a parent and you okay which can be that's that is scary that is scary that is scary but you did not execute that very well i'm sorry but the entire i watched 15 minutes of it and I could not take any more. Yeah. This needed to be a short film. If Skinnamarink was a short film, brilliant. Yeah. Love it. Different random camera angles. You're confusing the audience. The children are making you sad because they're basically saying, where's mommy? Where's daddy? They can't find their parents. It's sad. It's scary. But an hour and 30 minutes of that. Mm, see. I I can't get through it. I've tried three times. I can't. You never get finished it. it. I can't. Oh wow! I didn't know. I can't. I'm so fucking bored that even being on my phone isn't enough. See, I've never even gotten a definitive <laughs> answer of how it ended. Uh, even people that sat through the whole thing that they were just like, I did not understand what I was watching. Even by the end, I did not understand what I was watching, and I'm like, I can't. I don't have the time. Kudos the to, to the person who made it like that. to make people very confused with it because you're trying to give that up, give that essence of children. You know, because as an adult, you don't feel the same way as a child. But as a child, you're very confused. You're scared. You don't know what's going on. You're vulnerable. Very good job with that. But like I said, it would have hit so much better as a short film. So much better as a short film because you bored the fuck out of me. I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle an hour and a half of the same thing over and over and over and over of just random camera angles, kids running around saying shit here and there, and there's absolutely like no dialogue. And I just, I got, the furthest I got was 30 minutes and I couldn't take it anymore. So I think the reason why that movie's in the top 10 is because people are confused. I don't think they're scared. I think they're confused. So it's making their heart rate, heart rate go up because their anxiety is coming over, like the anticipation of something happening. But I don't think that people are actually scared because it's not scary. I'm sorry. It's really fucking not. So apparently it was based on a short film. Well, they should have left it. (laughs) (laughs) You should have left it. Um, So the director, uh, Kyle Edwin Ball, this is his feature directorial debut. So you know what? 
I don't want to judge anybody on their first film. No. I think that's very unfair. Right. Um. So who knows? The guy could he he could come out with something else and blow it out of the water. But and there's there's directors out there I don't like certain movies from them. So if he comes out right. with another one, I yeah. absolutely oh, give yeah. him another chance. Mad respect, but I just can't. <laughs> I just yeah. I'll try. I mean. There's some movies I will I will generally give it a shot, like I'll try, but then there are some movies where I'm just like, I I I really cannot do this. Three times. I cannot do this. Three I've times. tried, I've tried, I've tried, and I I can't. I can't. It's just not for me. And that's okay. And that too. There are just some movies that are not for everybody. And I'm not gonna try to talk anybody. I think the worst possible thing you could do is just talk somebody to death into seeing something because you loved it so much. Not everybody is gonna have the same experiences. Like you telling me somebody didn't like the fall of the House of Usher and I'm like, I I think we watched two different things. We watched two very (laughs) different things. Which I genuinely think that can happen. I do. I have talked, you and I both have talked about having discussions with people where we watch the exact same movie and you hear the way they talk about it and you go, I genuine be- genuinely believe we watched two completely different films. Right. Because I don't know what you're... I, I, what are you talking I'm about? I'm listening to you. What do you mean? I hear you. <laughs> but it's no comprende. Like, it's not... not it's There's no comprehension. No. Like, I am not... I'm, I'm not... I genuinely I'm not, feel... Like, if you don't like Fall of the House really of Usher, happens. you are not a really big fan of Poe. Like, that, I I don't yes. know any other thing. way to describe I'm, it. It's hard. I'm going to be hard-pressed because I'm immediately going to be biased because, A, I'm a Mike Flanagan fan, and B, I mean, for God's sakes, I have a Raven tattoo. I'm, I love Thanks, Mom. Grew up with, also love him. with everything. Yeah. Edgar Allan Poe, the old Vincent Price movies, like... That's I grew up with everything, so I'm I'm I am not gonna be one to talk somebody into it because one thousand percent I'm biased. It's Mike Flanagan, it's Edgar Allan Poe. Immediately I'm biased. I'm biased. I'm gonna think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Immediately. But I also try to. I was not impressed with the Midnight Club, and I heard a so, lot of. I have been from diehard Mike Flanagan fans. I've been hearing like, yeah, this was a miss for me. I've loved everything else, sir, but this just, eh. And that happens. And that's okay. It's okay that your favorite directors and favorite people are going to have things you don't That happens to me like. all the time. I have directors that I love that if there's a couple movies around. Oh, like, man. Love James Wan. Love James Wan so much. Okay, though, but real quick. I I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch this to Mike Flanagan when I meet him next year, and I want to get your opinion because I haven't said it yet. But H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. I need yeah. Mike Flanagan. He's done Poe. He's to done do H.P. Lovecraft. Let's do a rap rap. Rap because that man just about can do no wrong. Oh, so I'm going to need boy. him to do it. Anyway, I'm, I'm going to ask him. That. I'm going to be like, sir, H.P. Lovecraft. You know, and what's funny, because you haven't seen it yet, there were... I don't even know if he did this on purpose, because I didn't read the book. But there were elements of Dr. Sleep that were very... The movie, that were very Lovecraftian. He 
can do it. I believe there him. were a lot. There were a couple of scenes that were very Lovecraftian, and I don't know if that was like his way of sort of slipping that in. Because even Stephen King has had his moments where he's sort of taken it a uh -huh. little, little bit, just a little smidge of it in there. Um, yeah, That'd be he dope. could do it. He could do it. He could do it. He could definitely do it. For sure. 1,000%. But anyway, but yeah, that's what we're talking about so next, next week. So next week, please, uh, you know, we want to hear what you guys think. Maybe if you guys have any ideas, um, please let us know. We'll throw the socials in the email. I tell you what, you guys, do. I if will. anything that you, if there's any movies that really scared you guys, ones that, I mean, you, ones from your childhood, ones that are recent, that, I mean, lit, scared you so bad, <laughs> We all have them. Even if you're a die-hard horror fan, we all have those ones where we're like, absolutely not that terrified me. Please let us know. We'd love, we'd love to hear it. And we'll share it. Yeah. If as long as you give us permission, we'll share it on the podcast. I have no problem doing that because this is going to be a very fun movie episode where we just talk I'm about excited. movies that genuinely scared us. And I'm, like I said, our list is short, but there are a few. There are a few. And it took me years to watch one of them again by myself. <laughs> so, anyway. But, um, yeah, guys. So, make sure to tune in next week. Um, um, we all have... We have the... we the Have you ever had a dream when, <laughs> when, when you... When, when, when you... <laughs> I swear I've to God, that's how I just felt. <laughs> um... We have the socials it's at... This week, I'm telling you. This has been the longest 40 days. <laughs> week four, four day longest three time uh, oh merch is on sale too yes merch is on sale I throw 30, that out first before we get into our socials merch is on sale 31 percent off until october november 24th um dfwto ween and uh you get 31 percent off your order yes. uh we have the instagram the twitter and the facebook all at dfwto podcast handle is dfwto8811 if you have any questions, concerns, want to say hey, or send us some movies that scared you, feel free to email us at dfwto8493 at gmail.com. And lastly, give us a subscribe and a follow at Podbean, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and Spotify, and you will always know when we put new episodes out every single Wednesday. Everything? Yes. Okay. All right, guys. Well, have a wonderful week. Have a great Halloween. Be safe out there. Check the candy for... Um, utility knives. I saw a post where someone had a utility knife coming out of the Snickers. <laughs> Nobody's giving your kids edibles. They're too expensive. Or um, fentanyl. <laughs> God, I swear these fucking Republicans. They're putting fentanyl in the candy. Are they? Do you know how expensive that shit is? I don't think they're giving it to children. No, no, they're not. And they're not giving, nobody is giving up their, no parent is giving up their edibles. They need those to deal with their fucking kid. Okay? I'm telling you right now. They're not like, Ain't nobody you know what? Edibles to the fucking, no. We should make the kids high. <laughs> it's no, not happening. Nobody's doing no that. No one's doing that. So just, anyway. just stop. <laughs> All right, guys. We love just you. Stop. Be safe. Have a great Halloween. And remember, don't, Don't fuck, fuck with, with the original. original. Okay, bye. Happy Halloween. This is Halloween. Everybody make a scene. Treat, go treat. Till the neighbors gonna die of fright. Everybody scream. Everybody, Everybody scream. scream. In this town of Halloween. I am the <laughs> Okay, bye.